Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I am a spiritual life coach. I am an author. I am a minister. And I am also the founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. So we are back with another episode, and we're going to be talking a little bit about mindset. Now, you know, as we're continuing to go through this pandemic, it's been difficult for people to navigate in this space, to be able to cope. And when we say cope, that's an acronym for creating our peaceful existence. What are some things that we can do that are going to help us in this space? And so one of those things that uh, you know are important is our mindset, how we view things, you know, and we've had to make a lot of adjustments in our lives over this past year. And still in this coming year, a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of things that have been coming down the pike for us. And it's it's really putting us in a state of saying, okay, I have to look at things differently from the way I typically see them. Okay. And one of those things, of course, is paradigm thinking. Okay. And when we talk about a paradigm, we're talking about a standard. We're talking about perspectives, a, a set of ideas you know, and when we talk about changing our paradigm, we're talking about changing the way that we think, hence the term paradigm shift. We hear that sometimes. And so we want to talk a little bit about paradigm thinking, what it is and and what it entails. And my guest here is, uh, you know, no stranger to that term. And he speaks about it frequently. And we're going to have him uh, chime in on how important it is for paradigm thinking. So as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce himself at this time. Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing? Glad to be with you this morning, Kim. It has been an excellent and great time to be in this space. Yes. My name is Daryl Williams. I am a Proctor Gallagher consultant. What that details is, I disassimilate information for Bob Proctor, which was one of my dreams back in the days to work with him and not for him. So I work with Bob Proctor, a man that has done over 60 years of study in mind development. Mm. Mm. So it's wonderful to have you here, Daryl, and, and to talk about this concept of paradigm thinking. Okay, so tell tell our listeners a little bit about what paradigm thinking is or what the the you know the crux behind that is. Well, you know, one of the things I tell people is a paradigm, a paradigm is basically in quick um, technology and meaning and definition. A paradigm is a, a group of habits. I want to try to make it simple, a group of habits that has almost exclusive control over your habitual behavior. Mm. But here's the thing, almost all of your behavior is habitual. Yeah. And they say that it takes how many days to make a habit? Is it, is it 21 days to make a habit? 
some say 21, some some go with, with, with 14, some go with 47. Wow. Creating a habit is a thing that you do repetition, whether it's three to 21 days, out of repetition, you create that habit. That habit then takes over and gives you exclusive control of what you're doing. Yeah. And one of the things you can do, just think about it. When you get up in the morning, some get up in the morning, they immediately stretch. They have a, a habit of what they do when they get out the bed in the morning and how they get out the bed in the morning. If that's interrupted, you normally have a problem with the other person that may be next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, just like you said, it's almost automatic. You know, those things, like you said, as you wake up and it just automatically, I do. And, and, and it's interesting that you say that because when I think about that, I also think about, you know, how sometimes the, the monotony of doing something or, or we, we get so used to doing something a certain way. And like you said, when it gets interrupted, we kind of feel a little off kilter, like, hey, wait a minute, something, something is wrong. Or sometimes you get in that space where it's kind of like, you know, I, I do this so much. I'm just existing and not living. And yeah. so, you know, if that, if that makes sense, because what happens is we become almost robotic. It's like, okay, get up, ding, brush your teeth, ding, you know, <laughs> put on a coffee maker, ding, get in the car, ding, go to work, ding. You know, it becomes, you know, monotonous, but clearly any interruption to that can be problematic, right? Yeah, you know, that reminded me of a quote that Bob said once time. He said, most people tiptoe through life just in mere existence. Not ever trying to live life, they just tiptoe through life. Right, right. And it's just the it's just a mere formality when they're finally pronounced dead. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a statement. That's your whole life. And, and now it's gone and was never lived. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those are, those are some of the things that happen when we get caught in our paradigm. And we basically, once caught in that paradigm, and when it becomes time to shift it, the paradigm puts up a heck of a fight. And because of our lactivity of information, we normally go back to our comfort zone. Right. Right. That makes sense. I mean, think about the masks. We have to wear masks every day. That's something that now has become habitual for some of us. You know, we have them hanging in our cars. We have them, <laughs> we have them everywhere and automatically we go and then we know, yep, <laughs> we already know <laughs> if we get out the car, you know, sometimes it depends. Sometimes, you know, I've had my mask on all day. Then I go and I take it off when I get in the car. And then all of a sudden, when it's time to step out, sometimes I have to go, oh, you know, I look through my face and I'm like, I don't have my mask on. Yeah. But it's become a habit. It's become a habit. It's something that we didn't necessarily look for that, but but it shows that we can make an adaptation if we need to, you know, under, under certain circumstances. Just like you said, yeah. there are some who are resistant against it. You're absolutely right about that. We resist against that. We fight against it. And, and, and now we have to say, okay, well, now there are certain things that we have to do. And we're like, hmm. So there's a little difference between those things that we have to do and those things that that we want to do as far as making changes, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, just just talking about the mask, that 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 there when it first came out, it was a constant forgetfulness to grab your mask. 
and they was creating masks. They was setting them everywhere because some people were always forgetting. But now, after the year have gone, it has become a habit to grab your your purse, your wallet, your mask. That's right. That's right. You know, and it, you know, it reminds me of the commercial. What you got? In, what you got in, in your wallet? That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's important, like you said, to make sure you have those those things, you know, those habit forming things. But you also want to make sure that they're they're for the positive, you know, because we can have yeah. negative habits as well, right? That's it. And you got um, both grow in equal proximity. So whatever it is that you're in. If you had none but negative pro proximity, then that means your growth of that habit, that negative habit, has become your paradigm. Mm. Just as well as the positive, that positive growth, that positive habit, the habitual way of living, has become your paradigm. See, so paradigms don't have to be something negative. Right, right. They can and it may be something that you don't need to shift. So we're talking about the one that you do need to shift. There may be some great habits that you don't need to shift. That's working very well. Right. Well, how do you kind of identify sometimes, you know, when it's, is it, is it only when, when problems come or, or is it something where just, or is it just something in, inside of you that just says, you know, I'm, I, I need to make a change. Does it always have to be a crisis that causes a paradigm shift? No, but necessarily is. That's, that's an awesome, great question, Kim. The, the, the problem is normally that is what, what causes it. But the reality of it, if you just look at your results, your results will always tell you where your paradigm is. Mm. Because based on your results, which will never lie, it will tell you whether you're having negative or positive behaviors. Mm -hmm. So if, if, you, if, you, if you're ever out of line, just look at the results. If, if the results is not what I want, but I keep getting that same results, right. then you need to check your paradigm. Right. Right. You know, back in the days, our, 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 our older parents and grandparents used to always say, check your attitude. That's right. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you see? That's but right. based, on, based on the result that they were looking at from the attitude that they were getting from you, told them that that was a problem that was needed some shifting. And in our nowadays, in our new technology, in our new terminology, it tells us that technology is your paradigm. Mm. it needs to be shifted yeah because yeah. your your results has told off on you mm. it's interesting like you said technology and and that and that's a good point because we, we you know we we had to make a shift when when the pandemic hit towards using zoom just like these yeah. platforms that we're using now people were like what we have to do what we had to find different ways to communicate outside of the physical and and now it's it's you know almost becoming commonplace for people to jump on a zoom or 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 jump on a live or jump on their video chat to be able to get in contact with their families as well as you know for business purposes so absolutely you know that shift in in, in technology and being able to say okay i need to get on the stick <laughs> if i'm going yep. to be able to get in contact with with the people who i love and and if i'm going to be able to to you know, be successful in, in my business ventures, 
I'm going to have to know the technology that's going to help me to get there. So I, I didn't even think about that one, but you're absolutely right. About yeah. that. That's definitely yeah. part of the paradigm shift. Yeah. And see it within that, it became a time for a pivot. Now, Zoom and all this technology had already been there, but no one was paying attention to it or acknowledging it because they had a different way of doing it. They were in their habitual behavior right. when it came to proof delivering presentations the way they wanted to and the way they normality had them doing. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and then they had to make a pivot. And in making that pivot, it was a fight because in making a pivot, you had to do what? You had to shift your paradigm. Right. That's you right. had to come out of those habitual behaviors that you had. And now you have to now look at doing something different. Right. And it was a fight for many right. of them. Right. I'm going to this hotel. I'm going to do my meeting here. No, mm. they, I can do this. The hotel's closed. <laughs> so they fought. Yeah. And I think that's uh, a lot of it is also educating. We, you know, we're in an information age. We have so many things accessible to us, but we still tend to go with what, like you said, what's comfortable. And so I don't want to have to learn something new, especially, you know, when, when we start getting into the older years, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm right there on the corner, <laughs> but <laughs> just saying that, you know, you, you don't want to have to learn something. You know, I've been doing this for years. It's worked for me for years. And now, now I'm being required to do something new. I'm being re re required to learn something and, and, and I don't feel like it. So I think that's yeah. where you get a lot of the pushback because if it's not easy, fast and convenient, which is also something that technology has taught us technology is taught that everything comes rapidly everything you can get instant boom boom and if you can't do it quick then then people don't want to do it is it am right. i gonna learn it in five minutes no okay then never mind <laughs> so you get a lot of pushback from that i'm assuming yeah yeah you're in you have now ducked into the, the the now phase so everyone wants it now right you know right. i need it i want it now right you see, and if I don't get it now, that means I need to do something else or create something else. I just, I need it now. It's, it's the hurry, hurry, right. you know, and um, these things just don't come now, right. but they will come the same way you put it on is the same way you have to take it off right. Right. bit by bit. Albert Einstein once said that the, you know, the, the thinking that got you to where you are is not the same thinking that's going to take you from that point. See that? I love it. I love it. And that makes sense. That makes sense for us to be able to, to move. Like you said, we can't keep doing things the same way and expecting the results to be different, you know? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of us do just, well, if I keep on doing this, if I, you know, if I keep on eating the way that I'm eating, <laughs> you know, eventually I'm going to lose weight. That doesn't happen. Even, even in, we all know, even in healthy eating, I'm just going to use that because I'm, I'm, I'm in a program myself trying to, trying to, to work on, on, on my weight loss. My thing is, you know, you come in, you start, you're excited. You, you, you made that shift. You're going about eating properly. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden it kind of stalls out. And you're like, but I'm, I'm eating right. And, 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 and I'm exercising and I'm doing this, but 
we tend, even when we're doing the right things to sometimes fall into a rut as well. And things kind of stall out and it's necessary for us to do things different. And that, and that kind of goes along the line of, 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 you know, changing mindset and paradigm as well. Right. That most definitely does. And, and, and what you're experiencing is a great thing. Here's the thing. And, and, and I've told on, on, on the weight loss and different things, diets don't work. That's that they, they mean exactly what they say is that you, you diet it. <laughs> Here's one of, one of the things, one of the greatest things about weight loss. This goes with your paradigm, but it also goes with Dr. Um, Dr. Maxwell Moss talked about in his book, Psycho-Cybernetics, about the self-image. Mm-hmm. See, when we have a self-image, we can't outperform that self-image. Wow. So a, a person that's looking to lose weight if the self-image was a self-image of a person of weight, even if they lost 30 or 40 pounds, when they get to a certain point, that self-image will come back and it will find that weight that was lost. Mm. And sometimes it finds even more and it puts it right back on a person. It's not nothing that you're doing. So the eating and all the different things, it's not nothing that you're doing wrong. It's your self-image of who you are and the way you see you and the results you are getting tell you that you need to increase or better your self-image. There's nothing wrong with your self-image. It's just, like I say, what got us here, it takes another level of thinking to take us to the next step. Right. Right. Wow. You see? So yeah. that's one of the biggest things. And that's where this paradigm shifting comes in at because, see, when you get ready to change that self-image, once again, what do we have? We have that paradigm that's, that's ready to put up a fight. Right, right. So how do we start moving in that direction of that shift? Once it, I, I'm assuming that, you know, like you said, a situation occurs, a certain result you're seeing is, is not working. And then you decide, okay, I need to make a change. I need to do something different. How, how do people start taking those steps? What is something that they can do to, to kind of move in that direction? Well, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to do some, I mean, just a quick thing, because, you know, I know we, we're on a time limit, but this is, <laughs> this is exactly what, um, what Bob Proctor has been teaching for over 50 years. This is what I'm now teaching through, and I, I call it, I, I have a licensing with Bob Proctor. I call it a, um, better terms, I call it a, um, what do you call it, like a, a franchise. Mm-hmm. So I have the business that he has, and he basically, he gave me a business in a box, you know? And when you look at it, how do you change, how do you begin to change it? When you notice something and you notice it's a result that you're not getting, you have to know how to just switch, stop and switch. It's it's just as simple as if you, if you always got, you always put your, your right shoe on first then just start waking up, put your left shoe on. Mm. Put your left shoe on first. Instead of putting your blouse on, put your, put your skirt on first or your pants on first. Whatever it is, you just make that quick change. And as you, does that, as you do that, it creates the discipline. Gotcha. That makes sense. That you makes see? sense. And like you said, that and, does something simple. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you just start with 
don't try to rush in and and and, and tilt the whole cargo over. Right. And I think you that's know? what we tend to do. You're right. Yeah, you know, a lot of us do what we call a domino effect. You know, mm-hmm. we go in, we try to change something like right? we move one piece and it collapses everything else. And like, oh no, I ain't never doing that no more. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I but I like that, I like that analogy that you use, like you said, changing your shoe. Something so simple like that, just so that you start getting in the habit of doing something different, something different. and not ne- and not necessarily feeling forced. You know, I think about it. I, I I recently purchased a car, and I'm used to hanging my little mask on one side of the car. It didn't have that little lever where I used to hang it on on in this new car, and I was like, okay, now I got to go and put it on the other side. It took a couple of days of me going, oh no, it's not on this side. I got to put it on this side. But that was something that, you know, I was more forced to do. But I love that you say that when you're making some personal paradigm shifts, just the little simple things that you're doing is something that you've started. And so we, we tend to, to be a little bit more or we hope to be a little bit more kinder with ourselves and saying, OK, I'm doing this for me. And, and so it, it, it gives the onus or puts the onus back on us to say, OK, I'm going to do something different. And it's not somebody forcing me to do it. I'm just going to do it because I need to do something different. And just like you said, it starts with those small steps. Yeah. And always remember, small successes create huge successes. Yeah. yeah. So it's just the small things in life that creates more. You know, my my uh, my mom used to say, you, you watch the pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. There you go. There you go. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. Yes. Okay. Because a hundred pennies gonna make a dollar, and doesn't matter. People say, "I don't yes. know those pennies," but those pennies add up. <laughs> they All add the up. Time. They add up. Okay. So wow. So like you said, just just being able to to make those small steps. Is it necessary? I know that that's the physical, but is it necessary sometimes for us to? to write things down. You know, you hear people talking about journaling and, 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 and vision boards and being able to write things down and to see it. Is that part of, is that, you know, a good technique for paradigm shifting as well? Oh, one of the greatest ones, you know, uh, one of the things I started doing when I, when I first started and I was looking at going into business um, with Bob Proctor, just working. And then I didn't care whether I worked for him or with him. I just wanted to be in business with Bob Proctor. Right. So one of the things I did constantly was I wrote down what I wanted. Right. And I wrote it down on a constant basis. Even today, right now, every morning I wake up and I write down my goal every single morning. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm not going to miss a morning. I don't care where I am. If I'm driving, which is most of the time what I'm doing, when I'm driving in and out of states, yeah. uh, I will stop and pull over on the side of the road and the rest area, and I'm going to write down right. my goals and gratitudes that morning. Love it. And I love that you say gratitude because I think that's a big part of it too. Sometimes we forget, you know, the little things. We forget that we woke up in a, in a nice comfortable bed or that, and that when we turned on the light switch, it came on. And when we turned yeah. on the water to wash our teeth, it, the water came out of the faucet and all of those little things. So yeah, it's definitely, I think, huge for us to remember, you know, to, to be, you know, gracious or, or to be grateful for the things that, that we have and that we have the ability to shift because some people may not feel like they're in a position to shift because of their circumstance, right? Yeah, and that's and that could be one of your hugest problems. And you know, anyone that can hear me right now at the sound of my voice, understand one thing and know this for certain. 
you are never past the point where you cannot change. No matter what, you can always change. Remember the, the, the one thing from the scripture, I didn't say, I don't, I don't get holy or no. anybody, but <laughs> the simple fact is what God is saying, with God, anything is possible. Anything. So there is no limit on what you can or cannot do at what age or what predicament or circumstance you find yourself in. You can always, always change. Right. You see. And I believe and that, that comes from within. Us. Yeah, it comes from within. You know, it has to start with, with us because I don't think that any decision that's made, if, if, if we're not willing to be in that mind space and to be able to say, okay, you know, I, I, I need to do better. I want to do better. Then, then you can't even embark on it. You can't even start. How can you make the shift if you're not the one who's willing to make the shift? People can force you to do things, but just like you said, uh, you know, eventually you'll fall back into, to what's comfortable for you. Yeah. You know, and which is what happened a lot of time with children. See, I, and I've been hearing a lot of talk about children and doing this and, and um, they need to change, they need to stop doing it, they need to do this, do that. And everybody's getting down on top of the kids and what they need to do about society and different things. But if they, if no one has helped them to change their self-image right. or help them to understand that it's a paradigm that's controlling them, they have no way of changing or doing anything. Yeah. yeah. So because they didn't program themselves, remember now, they got programmed upon conception. Mm. You see, a lot of people say it was after they born and actually got older. No, they got programmed. The program started upon conception. Right. Because a little DNA came from mom, a little DNA came from dad. That's right. Know, a little DNA came from that side, that side, mama's side, daddy's side. And then as they begin to come down, they picked up DNA and they picked up different things. As they were in the womb of mom, they was in transition. They was in transformational time right. see so in that transformational time which pregnancy is not just they look and they only say okay this is only a, a part of the women's adam uh part but see pregnation you can be pregnated with an idea of something and then when you birth that idea you still it took on the dna of all the thoughts that you were having throughout the mm -hmm. pregnation you see, so that's what these children are taking on. They're taking on all the different things during the pregnation. So they're coming here with a program running. And then throughout that day, as they begin to grow, then they're taking in a whole bunch of other things, wow. you know, which I'm, I'm doing a, I'm actually going to do a video on, um, awesome. on the self-image. Awesome. Because see, this is something huge that we have to begin to work with our children on, you know, most of the children that go through school, they're not failing just because they want to fail. Right. You know, they're failing because of a, something that's going on with the self-image. And if you look at the results, you can tell whether they're thinking it's right then and there. And then you can help them change it because you take all of their things from them and you put them on punishment and things. And then they grade some kind of increase. Right. But they're not, they're just temporary, they're not permanent. Right. Right. Because always remember, Wherever that self-image is, it's going back. See, and that ooh, that's a that's a lot of powerful information that you just shared. Just like you said, it's something that starts from within at the time of conception. 
just like you said, it is, it takes the DNA of both to, to come in and then they're coming in and then they're, they're being birthed into this world. And then, you know, you become a product of your environment too, of the things that are going on around you. And, and you're taking in yeah. all of those areas. And, and a, a lot of our thinking comes exactly from there. And, and until we learn or until we're taught something different, we tend to stay in that in that same place. Everything is about finding that little space of comfort. You know, we come out, we're born, we, we we're born into a certain environment. And for some people, they just stay right in that hole. You have those people who never, ever come out of their community, yes. never come out of their area to know anything else outside of what they know. And until that they get is. into a mindset, that's a little bit more, uh, you know, intrinsic where they're, they're saying, okay, well, you know, what can I learn? How can I grow? If they don't, if they don't have that experience or that exposure, then then they're less inclined to to make that shift because they don't know what other things look like. You have to know what you're shifting to and what it looks like, right? Yeah, a lot of things say you don't have to know the how; you just need to know the why. But you know, one of the greatest things, and I like what you said because it, it reminds me of something that um, I read from Thomas Trollroy's book. Uh, this was back, Thomas Trowell was a writer back in, in, in the 1800s. Okay. One of the phrases he used, Thomas Trowell put down that my mind is the center of divine operation. Mm. And divine operation is always for expansion and full expression. Yeah. And this means the production of something new, something beyond what has gone before. That's it. Wow. You see, that's, that's the key part of everything. You were made and designed for expansion and expression. So you're always looking to expand. Right, right. One thing I love is I always love the saying, you know, you learn from your womb to your tomb. There's never That's a day it. that goes by that, that you're not learning something, even if it's on the most minute scale. You know, no matter how long you've been doing something, there, there's always a slightly different way to do things. You know, I laugh because I think about uh, when... Uh, Facebook, I think, first came out with <laughs> uh, what a video showing people how to use a can opener, <laughs> you know, and, you know, we were taught always to use the can opener, turning it to the side and then, you know, turning it. That's how you open it. And then they were like, no, you're supposed to put it on the top. And everybody was like, what? You know, and I was one of those people. My grandmother was 100 and I think she was 102 at the time. And I said, Grandma, all these years, I said, you ain't tell us that we're supposed to put the can opener. So she said, well, I didn't know either. But it just goes to show <laughs> how long we can be conditioned or to do something one way. Yeah. And even though we got a result of opening it, how many times when we opened it, then, then the top fell inside. Then you got whatever was on the outside of the can. That's said, make sure you clean the top of the can first because it might yeah. fall inside. But when you did it the other way, the, it, it stuck to the can opener and it never went inside. <laughs> they both opened the can, right? But it? but but one gave you a better result than the other. So so I think that's a part of par paradigm shifting too. It shows that yes, we can still get a, a similar result, but sometimes there's a way to do it a little better, and we have to be willing and open minded for that. Yeah, got to be open minded for for that. You know, one of the things um I know um that they heard uh, Bob say he heard from another lady that was speaking. Uh, I heard a few times before, though, but they said that 95% of success is mindset. Mm. 
Mm. And 5% is strategy. You see? That's huge. That's huge. But yet still, we all go for strategy and we forget to develop our mind. Right. Because no matter how good it is or no matter how, how you know, how much, uh, you know, money and things you put into if if you don't have that execution if you don't have that mindset for yeah. for you know it's going to work because i think we 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 sabotage ourselves sometimes you know yeah. we pay into something or we say oh you know uh, i'm going to pay a, a a marketing specialist to to you know promote my business and then when they give you those tools and you kind of like eh, well you know you're telling me i have to get on i have to do a live or i have to get a mm, I don't know if I want to do that or, oh, you know, I have to, why is that? I have to speak in front of people. I'm not really good at speaking in front of people. You're sabotaging yourself. So just yeah. like you said, it's mindset. So you, even if you give me the tools, if I'm not willing to use those tools, then they're useless. It's not that you're giving me the wrong tools. It's just that I've chosen not to use them. So, so who's holding me back? Me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. And, and that's basically the whole thing, you know. I, you know, and one of the other things I do, I, I, I'm, uh, I've been in network marketing for years, so I do network marketing. The hugest thing that people don't understand about network marketing is network marketing is, is mostly mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, so the reason why a lot of people don't make money in network marketing is not because network marketing doesn't work. Right. It's just because the people that's getting in, they don't work but they don't work because they don't have the mindset to work. Right. 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 See? So that's the, that's, that's the problem. That's why they don't make any money. There's nothing wrong with, with network marketing. Never has been. Right. It's been going on since Avon. That's right. <laughs> you know? And beyond. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's, right. it's not for everybody. <laughs> you know, that's it. It's something that's not for everyone. It's good for everyone, but not for everyone. There you go. There you go. That's why we're all not robots doing the same exact thing and, and, and nobody's doing anything else. We all are doing different things because we're commissioned and called to do different things. And so, you know, it's just finding, you know, that thing that that's going to to be, you know, best for you or that's going to, you know, promote those talents and those gifts that you have. So I think yeah, that, that allows you to expand and express. Yes. The gift that God gave you. Yes. You know, that's my that's, dad says, broaden your base. Always always be seeking to broaden your base. What is something else that you can do that that's, you know, like you said, that's going to, to level you up. That's going to take you to the next level. You know? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of that, when people are, are, are seeking to kind of discover what, what that is, you know, what, what, what would you advise as, as far as, you know, if they're seeking to do that, is it, is it best for them to, you know, if they have a thought or something about something to kind of go online or start researching it or asking people who are in that field, what, what are some suggestions that you would give people who are just looking to, to take that, take that first step? Well, you're looking to take a first, that first step, you know, I tell most of the people um, when I'm talking to them and doing the coaching time, you know, don't give so much on to how it's going to be done. Just look and decide what you want. The main prerequisite to anything is, is wanting. It's the wanting of it. 
Make sure it's just something you really, really want. If you really, really want it, you will get it. But don't concentrate on the how, because the how is not important. They say when, when the why is thrown up, the facts don't matter. Mm. You see, God said, I would take the things of a fool and confound the wise. Mm. You know, one of the things that, that uh, Steve Jobs said in one of his speeches, um, he talked about being foolish. He said, be foolish. Because it was him being foolish at times that, that helped create the apples. Why? Right. right. See, so don't always look for logic. Um, Sandy Gallagher, uh, she's one of Bob Proctor's uh, partners. Sandy Gallagher, she always said, do the illogical. Mm. And she, she was an attorney. You understand? That was trading banks and doing things. Very, very wealthy. Very well off. Very, very educated. So her whole life was based on logic. Mm. And all of a sudden, she had to look into doing the illogical. And that's good. That's good. And, and she, she's living in something that in, in a bliss right now. She, she, she just, she's exploding, expanding and expression. Yes. Her true gift. See, and that's good. I like that. I like that. The illogical because, it, it, yeah, everything doesn't always have to make 100% sense. You know, but it's like you said, you start walking that direction. That's how you have trailblazers because they're not going in the path that everybody's going in. They're, they're saying, well, I wonder what's over there. Let me walk over there and see what's over there. And then they begin to set that that uh, path in motion for others to follow. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I guess that that's all about innovation. That's how we get all the things that we've gotten. Somebody thought outside the box. So, yeah, there you go. There goes the illogical. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean, you look at Steve Jobs, Bill Gates again, but look even farther than that, look at the, the Wright brothers. Mm -hmm. The Wright brothers came up and they thought about something that, you know, um, it, it was said that they, that their father was, was was in the ministry, maybe a minister or in the ministry, mm -hmm. you know, and he basically said that they were going to go to hell for what they were thinking about doing. Wow. <laughs> you know, right. And, and from their illogicalness created something that now we're only moments away from anywhere in the world. That's right. That's right. And had they not done it, had they not made that shift, had they not stayed with it, yeah. we wouldn't have the we wouldn't have the advances and all of the things that we have. If somebody hadn't thought thought differently, thought yeah. illogically, thought to be foolish, thought illogically, they didn't go with the grain; they went against the grain. That's right. That's right but in a positive way. That's it. And I think that that's important for us to do even in this, in this season, in this, in this uh, space of pandemic, people are thinking out of the box. People are doing things differently and it's going to be necessary in order for us to, to be able to cope. You know, if we're not willing to make those changes, I think we'll, we'll see some, you know, we'll see some times that are going to get, you know, a little harder before they get better. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's that's about the size of it. That's it. That's it. So I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I'm 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 glad you came on to talk about shifts, to talk about the importance of thinking illogically, to talk about uh, you know, just having a different perspective because I think that's what's going to to help us. 
That's what's going to help us to cope. That's what's going to help us to to be able to expand and to grow beyond this situation that we're in because we're here now. But just like you said, tomorrow is not promised. We don't know what the future holds. All we can do is continue to grow and expand in the space that we're in so that that way we're, we're not you know, getting into a, a space of stagnancy and, 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 you know, no growth at all. And then we just wind up putting ourselves in a vacuum. And I think that yeah. that can happen and we don't want to do that. So it's going to always be about making that paradigm shift, making that change. So I thank you. Thank you for coming and talking about that. And I'm excited about the classes that you're going to be doing and the things that you're going to be doing. So before I ask you to to give me some information for people to find out how they can get in contact with you. I always ask my guests how they are living in the now. So what are some things that you're doing to navigate in this space? Well, my, my thing, when, when the pandemic first started, I said, I said uh, uh, something that I, that I stuck to myself. We're gonna either go through the pandemic or we're gonna grow through the pandemic. Mm. But we're going through it. Right. So the choice of whether you go or grow is gonna to be totally up to you. Right. I made a choice to grow through the pandemic. So I took on different courses, different lessons. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly reading, constantly writing. You know, So the consistency of doing something positive to keep the growth going. Yeah is what I, I do and what I recommend people doing. Yeah. Don't just go through it, grow through it. I love that. Don't just look, I gotta write that down. Don't just go through it, grow through it. Don't just go through it, grow through it. I love that. I love that. Words to live by, words to live by, grow through it because it's coming. Yeah, it's coming whether we want it to or not every day we wake up we're still here in this now in this space what are we going to do with it and 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 that's important like you said and it's all about that choice it's all about making that choice to grow through it as opposed to just going through it just coasting through and waiting and seeing what's going to happen it's important to to you know be aware but at the same time you know how am I positioning myself once I find out what it is that that is happening? How can I how can I be a part of the the solution? How can I get to that point of growth? We always talk about that. You go through fear, and then you go through educating yourself and trying to find out what things are going on, and then you grow from there. And then you reach back and you help others. And that's exactly what it is that you're doing. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful for for you know you being here and for you studying and growing so that that way you can reach back and help others who need that help too. So I thank you again so much for, for being here and for sharing this wonderful and valuable information. So now tell people how they can get in contact with you. Well, they can either go um, to my Facebook group page, which is Mining Your Mind. Minding Your Mind? Yeah, Mining Your Mind where we dig into the depths of how your mind works and how it works best for you. Okay. So that's mining your mind. Mining. Okay. I was thinking you were saying minding, but it's mining. 
Mining, M-I-N-I-N-G, mining. We're digging. Mining your mind. I love it. I love it. So that's how they can reach you on Facebook. Is there any other email address that they can reach you at? Yeah, email address is dwlife485 at gmail.com. dwlife485 at gmail.com. Okay, and that information you will definitely find in the description once the show launches. And so again, Daryl, I thank you so much for being with us, for, for taking time. You know, I see you're in your car, and so you're always on the move, and we love that. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You know, we have to, we have to get to where we're going and get things, yeah. you know, get things moving. That's how we grow. Okay. That's how we grow. Always grow. Yes. Again, thank you so much. And we look forward to the things that are going to be going on for you moving forward. And I wish you the best in all that you do. All right. Thank you again. Appreciate you, Kim. You're welcome. Okay. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time. I say peace.